Okay, we're doing it live, and this is by far the best episode we've recorded. Uh, there are four reasons for that. Chris, do you have those four reasons? <laughs> well, I do have four good reasons. Uh, the first is myself. You know, I, I wow. do everything I can wow. to make these episodes the best that they can be. But uh, but unfortunately, I can't do it alone, and uh, I need my four compan my three companions. It's really bad uh, at math. <laughs> It wasn't my my uh, A plus grade, we'll say that. But uh, today we have a, a bonus fool that I'll introduce first. Woo! Uh, we're we're down one. We're down one of the OG fools. Uh, Sam Wilkinson unfortunately had to ditch us for San Diego, but uh, not to be outdone, uh, we have a bonus fool, Mr. Eric Klein. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, six man of the year. More of a role player. Yeah, uh, come, comes come off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off the bench. He's the Kawhi Leonard of our squad. <laughs> Coming Kawhi off the bench. Leonard. There, there are so <laughs> many better. It's not that. Uh, that's the one that came off the top yeah. of the <laughs> He's, That's topical. But uh, role player, to say the least. Kind of pissed it took this long, but glad to be here. Glad to be here. Episode 11. Uh, Bill O'Reilly bringing us in with Fuck It, Fuck We'll it. Do It Live. Uh, and then we, we have uh, Michael Brazell here. He's uh, the man with the smooth voice. The man that nobody's surprised how successful he is. And finally, we have the executive producer of one of the most famous uh, videos on the internet, Two Girls, One Cup, Adam Aldis. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, Chris. I wasn't expecting uh, that. You're, you're, you're usually not funny, but that was okay. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Dude, was that premeditated? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I come up with <laughs> these every time. How I long just, were you writing that one in the green room before we got going here? Actually, that one, uh, that one's Sarah's. Sarah came up with... Uh, God I, damn wow. it. I came up with the idea, and she came up with just the best video online that you could possibly be the Sarah. executive. Gibbs, get your ass down here. <laughs> Dude, there were some clever so ones for you, Adam. I'm kind of jealous. We had Cook's County Prison. <sighs> <laughs> we have jealous. Adam Aldis, the, the hey, silent. <laughs> I'm the man of many hats. I know. We pick on you the most player. in this, but maybe it's because, uh, well, maybe today it's because it's your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> 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 it may not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing is... Close. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Drake. Big fan. All right, Michael. Do you uh do you wanna bring us in on the what the topic is today? Yeah, so I couldn't think of a better topic for us four guys to discuss just because I think we're more we just know a lot more about this than the average male. Right? Yeah. You, would you guys agree to that? Well, what is the this? Yeah, well, whatever you're saying, I'm just agreeing with something I have no idea. Yeah, what it, we almost agreed agree. to something. Just that we're just smarter than you up to uh, <laughs> reverse hand jobs. Yeah, <laughs> Western <laughs> grip. Uh, <laughs> Where you give South somebody Pop. else? Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you some context. So, 
it's regarding living in a big town versus a small town. Oh, not just a big town, a big city. A big city. Big city. Yeehaw. So <laughs> we've got some people here that have lived in both, and they want to share some wisdom with us. I'm not sure who wants to go first. Probably Eric. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, so Eric, uh, I guess, so our topic is just like big city living versus small town living. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, we're excited to have you on the podcast here because, uh, there's not many people who've met someone that has lived in South Dakota. Uh, all <laughs> 10 of us yeah, <laughs> live there. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like everybody's like, oh, no- yeah, North Dakota, the the town with like the oil in it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, 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 South Dakota. It's like, oh. The other one. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Mount Rushmore. Oh, shit. Uh, that might not even be true. <laughs> <laughs> that is in South Dakota. <laughs> okay. Correct. Nailed it. Uh, you had a 50-50 <laughs> chance. It was one of the Dakotas. 50-50. <laughs> um, yeah. South Dakota. Oh, Eric, you're going to have to blow drop that microphone. All right. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> South Dakota. Terrible. Um, Wait, what, what city? What yeah, city what, what part of so the SD? For context in South Dakota, if you go west of the Missouri River, and I hope that's the one. Um, nobody <laughs> fact check. Yes, it is Missouri. Uh, maybe. And nobody west of that, You're just guessing still. <laughs> I know. My, the producer in the back <laughs> yeah. just, just gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. um, Jamie, is, uh, is it Missouri? <laughs> so west of that river is the Badlands, right? Like where Mount Rushmore is. There's lots of hills, trees, um, not too shabby, right? Like a little bit of uh, yeah, nature, mountains, nature, birds. We like that stuff. Stuff like that. Something that's easy on the eye. A poor man's Utah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, sad. (laughs) Well, no, this episode is not to shit on small towns. Because there's some redeeming things. I was going to shit on. I that, think that's, that's exactly what, I, what this yeah, is Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we all thought. No, I'm kidding. Well, there's something adorable But then if you go town. east of the river, um, all farms. Um, there is nothing but beer. Uh, all right, I'm just, I can't bash it, but it's all right. It's all small towns. And I actually went to college for a few years, eastern South Dakota, in the metropolis that is Brookings, South Dakota, with a population, uh, I think, 12,000 when I was there. South um, Dakota State. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. the you school know, is about 12,000 people. The town is about 12. Um, yeah. You know, people, they really underestimate the South Dakota State Flamingos, and they really shouldn't. You know, it's just one of those... Th- you know, I said that, but nobody here actually knew, except for Eric, if it was the Flamingos They're or the not. fucking jackrabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll one up the flamingos. <laughs> the they're the South Dakota State University <laughs> jackrabbits. Roadrunners. <laughs> no, no they're the like worst mascot. They're brutal. Hey. Try and catch a fucking jackrabbit. Everyone <laughs> talks about chickens catching chickens. Catch a jackrabbit. <laughs> I can one up you, my my man. Oh boy. Oh, if you, if right. you pull out the raven, no. Adam. Adam, tell us where you went to school and where you lived. The lovely university, Purdue University. Mascot, the Boilermakers. The Boilermakers. The Boilermaker. <laughs> oh, you clearly are not a listener of this podcast. We went through this, Eric. Our dedicated I listened listeners to about, know. Hey, I went about 50-50. Chris <laughs> was looking over my shoulder the whole time I was listening to him. So <laughs> I was you know like, I had to pay attention. That was funny, though, right? Well, that was a good one. <laughs> You're not that funny. <laughs> we gave you a shout-out. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that part, I, yeah, that was great. You like the shout-out. Yeah, Nothing makes me want to listen to a podcast more than someone... Watching me over their shoulder, just <laughs> w- like reacting I to really everything. 
<laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Immediate feedback. What do you think? <laughs> Validation, please. Wait. Okay. Adam, uh, refresh Sorry. young Eric. Oh, young, young Eric. So young. Uh, on what the Boilermakers are. Have facial hair. The Boilermakers are the little. people, the members of uh, the crew, a part of a steam engine on a train. They're, they keep the, the water, the furnace going, so the water's boiling. They're Boilermakers. It's not that exciting, but uh, <laughs> you really <laughs> about you know, as exciting as a jackrabbit. <laughs> there's the the all time might be the Jordan Beat Diggers. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, what about the Santa Cruz Banana Slugs? The Banana Slugs are good. My <laughs> oh, favorite is probably the Gauchos. Wow. <laughs> What's uh, Barbara Santa Barbara Gauchos? gauchos. <laughs> but what specifically is a gaucho? A gaucho is a uh, Argentinian cowboy. Uh, cowboy. Wow. Gaucho. You're wow. welcome. I have a, yeah. I have a great mascot. <laughs> I, have, I have like three close friends that went to UCSB. Is it Argentinian specifically? I think it's... Or is it just Latina cowboy? Shit, I don't even know. It may be Peruvian. Be it's like a... Latino. S- Latino, yeah. South yeah, American cowboy. I don't think like they would consider a Mexican cowboy a gaucho, though. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah, they are statist. Fact check that. <laughs> Maybe I it'll, it'll be in the notes. Don't I f- worry. I fact check your Missouri River. No, we River don't put claim. anything. Good it is in the Missouri River. River. It is the Missouri. <laughs> River. It is the Missouri River. It always has been. You're one for one on the night. <laughs> well, Shooting that's, that's my last shot. Actually, I have a great mascot fact for you guys. That oh, is pretty impressive. You guys are talking about school mascots. Oh, or yeah. whatever. Please do. Um, Let's keep this train. No, I like this rolling. one. This is a little. Uh, Get it? Trains. Oh, Adam. Adam. <laughs> oh, oh, nailed Jesus it. Twenty-six-year-old joke. So the mascot of like the Louisville bird, right? Like University mm. of Louisville. The Cardinal. The Cardinal. Yeah. That fucker has teeth. The Cardinal has teeth in the mascot. The mascot, <laughs> the mascot has teeth. And they're like huge white <laughs> square <laughs> teeth. Why would you? The mascot has teeth. So uh random fact that everyone was laughing about um this week when I found that out. So <laughs> you guys are all better for it. The, the mascot has teeth. Has it's a fucking teeth. bird. But I mean in all fairness, like Donald Duck has teeth too, so Maybe ducks have teeth. Maybe birds. Donald's have teeth. a fraud. <laughs> Donald's not a fraud. It's, it's true. true. Do uh, ducks not have teeth? Donald Breaking is a news. Let's talk about this guy for a second. <laughs> that was funny. Donald Duck. Okay, never wears pants, right? Yeah. Okay. Then he's coming out of the shower, and he's wearing a goddamn towel on his fucking head like an idiot. Well, who is this guy? <laughs> Where's your dick? <laughs> on his head. <laughs> who this li- happened in 2018. There'd be a revolt. I'm just saying, like, this is <laughs> fake news. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh also did not wear <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Are any of these cartoons from small towns? Uh, to get us back on track? <laughs> yeah, to get us back on track. Thank you Oops. for the attempt at a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so uh, during this podcast, we're going to try to answer, like, three questions about, like, small town versus big city living. Um, first question is kind of going to be, like, what do you see in like the day-to-day living that is different in a small town than it is from a big city? And and that one's going to be I don't know. I I obviously have a very small selection to like pluck from in my actual experience of what a small town is like to live in. Um so I'm hoping you two can kind of explain a little bit about just just the main differences in those two. Uh second section is going to be about like the aggregate differences, like what's a small town versus a big city culturally. And then the last section, we're just going to kind of fuck around about what uh, like fun, fun stories. And boy, I I have some good ones. 
So just you wait. Oh, just I'm Just you fucking wait, okay? Just you wait. <laughs> no Hamilton right. fans here. Hey, I have a quick question oh, damn it. before, before we get thing. things rolling. Oh, uh, that is a big city thing. <laughs> what's your <laughs> <Hamilton>. <laughs> What's your cue? We may have an A. It's for you, Mike. What was the city of the college you went to? The city? Yeah. Good old Easton, Pennsylvania. Was that part of Philadelphia or was that a small town? It's considered a small town. City on a hill, very much a small town. I love it. Don't worry. I very much am going to contribute to this conversation. You know, when I moved here from SoCal, like, I lived in Harriman, which at the time only had like 10,000 people in it. That might be worse than a small town. It w- it's like you're just close to the city, but nobody really considers you from Salt Lake City. They're like, you're from Harriman. It's like, no, I'm from Salt Lake City. It's like, oh, what, what, like, where do you live in Salt Lake? It's like, I live in Harriman. They're like, oh, come on. I've never been to Harriman. <laughs> so it's 45 minutes southwest. Yeah, nailed it. Is that closer to Provo or Salt Lake? It's closer to Salt Lake, but it's just. It's like in the Salt Lake Valley, but on the bench, like far southwest. So the city, the heart of the city itself is in the northeast, and Harriman's in the southwest. So correct. Um, okay, so let's let's throw this one over to Mr. Adam Aldis. Day to day living, like, I, I so I I was listening to a podcast and this guy Jason Pargin, uh, he was from like some like real small town where. Like it used to be run or like they used to have an oil refinery there. And that was like the heart of the town was like everybody worked at that oil refinery. And then when the oil refinery went away, it was like there wasn't like a big industry that the town was like supported by. So like he was talking about like, you know, there's just not as much money that gets filtered into the small towns. Absolutely. And like that was the biggest thing that he noticed day to day is like uh, he, he mentioned how. Like, people would wash their hands and dry them with, like, single-use, like, paper towels in the city when he moved to college. And he was, like, fucking dumbfounded by the fact that they were using a single-use... So wasteful. ...paper towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, like, well, not just wasteful, but, like, you have the money for that? <laughs> like, right. Jesus. Well, so let me give you a little bit of a background. So I went to Purdue, obviously, the town of West Lafayette, Indiana. And uh, speaking of rivers, Eric. Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Did you do the two girls one cup video before or after college? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my senior project, my capstone. It's a nice derailing of the <laughs> <laughs> We almost were on yeah. topic for like five minutes. Capstone. Keep going. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. I can't come back from that. <laughs> You're living in a small town, no, West Lafayette. Yeah, West Lafayette. Some sort of river. There's the Wabash River that uh, bisects Lafayette, Indiana, and then West Lafayette, Indiana. And West Lafayette, Indiana is Purdue and nothing but Purdue. That's it. It's, you know, 30,000 undergraduate students, pretty big college. But uh, other than that, you got literal cornfields. Dude, and I bet. Uh, there was probably a street, like one cool main street, drag. right? Like the main, the main street, yeah, right? Yeah, it's called Main Street. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> and there's like nothing else besides that. Oh, man, absolutely! I, I can definitely picture this, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but was Keep it going. pretty cool? Was it like a popping Main Street for a college town? I mean, college towns, 
I think by nature are pretty popping just because everybody's the same age and you know you kind of everybody's in college and it's a good time. Loose yeah. women, but you you <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. I was waiting something for something that about college <laughs> college yeah. has in common with small towns. Loose women, yeah, yeah. But you go across that river. <laughs> I tell you what, you're in Lafayette. Whole different story. Fish in a barrel. The or women. What? <laughs> the women. Well, uh, you, you just like literal fish in a barrel because it's a small town. <laughs> 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 literal fish because they look like fish. No. <laughs> wow. So the prom queen had three eyes or what? Like, what are we talking about here? What kind have of you fish ever met a fish that three, three eyes? eyes? <laughs> what? No, I'm talking about prom queen. What? <laughs> yes. Many. <laughs> Many. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the big attraction uh, in the lovely town of Lafayette strip club was p- no oh, I wish no it's like Target you wish because of the you know the well, beautiful women and talent you oh. could find for your two girls one cup I'll, video unless they're flying the talent in from Indianapolis or Chicago then no <laughs> but <Even> Indy <laughs> Indy <laughs> tell you what the lighting for the small town strip clubs is key it's it's everything. Tell me, you, do you have some experience in this field? Maybe in Wendover, if you consider that a small town. <laughs> <laughs> That's a small. <laughs> That's very the small worst town. Small town. <laughs> the smallest of towns. Anyways, Adam. Anyway, I forgot what I was trying to say. Okay, I'm looking for like day-to-day differences because like there's there's obviously like huge differences in like the aggregate like culture. In well, a small like you town said, is just so different. But go go ahead. Well, like you said, in terms of economically and financially. Um, you could buy like a pretty big, nice new house, like on a hill overlooking the river for like $600,000. And like, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good amount of money even in Salt Lake okay, City. But in Salt Lake, that same ha- amount of money is going to give you a third the size of the house I'm talking about. A quarter. Yeah. And for, for reference, I was looking at like buying a, a two bedroom condo in Southern California. I was looking in Huntington and... A two-bedroom condo was going to cost me six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm talking like a mansion, seven, eight thousand square feet here. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, talking about seven hundred. Yes, basketball <laughs> court. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a bit of a difference there. Damn, that's so much. <laughs> like, but you have yeah, fuck that. You've got. I mean, and I wasn't kidding. Like, Target's like the nicest store. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Target's a great store. I don't. It's a, one of the nicest stores well, here. Now, is this a bashing Target podcast? Oh yeah! Oh, no, no, no! I, I'm okay. Target. You know what? Well, let's bring it back to this. I'm, one we're I'm talking pro about Target. The I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to explain. Can a brother a get a Macy's? About, uh, you can get or a Nordstrom. What department stores do? But like, I, I mean, even in Harriman, like the cool thing to do before you were 21 was to like go to the Wendy's. Like that was the thing to do. Like you would right. like go hang out at the Wendy's, and like. Taco Bell. So, <laughs> Taco Bell. That was South Wawa. Dakota State. Wawa. Wawa. Hundred percent. If you're, <laughs> if it's Friday, about twelve thirty, post, you know, kegger, whatever the fuck kids do, you go to Wawa, Wawa. You get some chicken fingers in the, the northeast. Get some food. Just, you eat them in your uh, room alone it's after all, getting shut down. It's all about Kroger in Indiana. <laughs> 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 Sounds like personal experience, everybody. <laughs> no, no, that was my roommate. That oh yeah, someone you know. Yeah, so many. I was just checking. <laughs> you guys didn't do that. Me neither. It's no. it's <laughs> it's remarkable uh, how much of the population is into like hunting, fishing, 
hunting, anything fishing. like that. Yeah, and you're gonna say it like <laughs> that. You have to say it like that. <laughs> going chewing tobacco is a big one. Cheap beer. V- chewing tobacco. That is a good point. Thank you, Eric. Totally uh, blindsided by that when I went to college. I was like, I was not exposed to this in Salt Lake City. But no, I feel like Salt Eric, Lake's an outlier to everything, though. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I mean, like, it's not an outlier. There is no. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't think I ever saw somebody in Southern California chewing tobacco. Not once. There's so I think that's a Midwestern thing. Like the, the no, 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 no. People in in Easton, uh, all the guys in my fraternity, about eighty percent chewed tobacco. Bunch of Chads that's and like, Brads that's throwing that's a bunch of freaking East Coast. That's basically like around the coast. But I think it's a small I town no thing. Idea. It's, a, it's gotta be a small town thing, but also Midwest. But what? Okay, Eric, you've you've chewed tobacco. Yeah. Like. What's the draw? What's the big draw? Like um, a, it's addiction and Nic- it's nicotine. crippling. Is it? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Now it's more. <laughs> man, I want to try something. <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy. crazy. It gets you all addiction. It gets you all <laughs> fucked draw. up. It's crippling. Um, <laughs> peer pressure and no, no, no. But no, no. Honestly, it's like an oral fixation. Like, if I have sunflower seeds, I won't eat chew. But I mean, probably eventually. But dude, just fucking chew ice like everybody else, man. No, it ruins your teeth. Yeah, I'd rather put in tobacco and lose all my teeth and get cancer and die in a few years. Um, then, <laughs> but like even where I went to, like, yeah. in in college and in, in the the locker room when I played football at South Dakota State, it was everyone had a couple tins in their locker. There were guys that would come back from practice. The first thing they do before drinking water, their mouth is a goddamn desert. They throw in a lip with some some cope. And there's uh, guys that we do workouts outside, throwing a dip. God, there's so many words I don't know what they mean. Tell me, you the guys good said brands. Wawa earlier. Wawa is a northeast staple. That's Philly in one yep. brick and mortar location. Is it called Wawa? The Wawa. What? Yeah. There, I don't. Have, you're, you're right, Philly. That's not even a small town. By the way, I was just picturing. I'm picturing people doing the chewing tobacco as like a pre or post workout. <laughs> you know how some people do like branch chain amino acids. <laughs> <laughs> some people just take some chew and you're they just goddamn like, right. Like, Here we fucking go. This gets the blood flow into the muscles. <laughs> you're fucking right, buddy. Throwing a digger and you fucking go. Let me tell you. Wait, so it's uh, an oral fixation, but does it give you like a buzz like a cigar does? Initially, yeah. So like it's like tobacco and well, it tickles your you tongue used and your to it. tonsils and shit. I mean, until you get used to it, it'll absolutely give you a buzz. But then after a while, it's more so like, this is a thing I do. Yeah. Do you, and you like crave it because it's like nicotine, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. After a while, Especially. like if I have a few beers, I'll grab a tin and I'm about a few beers in right now. And I got her right off to my left here. <laughs> no, there's nothing. This is my I, home. <laughs> you do not spit. I know, but we want to like walk our talk. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's true. That's right. I Eric, mean, Eric, I've had this topic just like waiting for somebody who might have a link to a small town because I, I have a lot of opinions about small towns and I really want to hear like yeah. what it's like to actually live in it. Not not just like visit because I visited a lot like like day to day, even back to your, your topic, like there's simple things that you would never think of until you actually do it like traffic. What the fuck is that? I drove a moped everywhere in the city. I didn't use my <laughs> swear to God unless I was going to the grocery store or Sioux Falls to a movie theater that was 45 fucking minutes away. I swear to God. If there's 45 a movie, minutes for a movie theater? You got damn right. God, and we go during weeknights. You go see a two and a half hour movie, you better leave at about four o'clock and you'll get back at midnight. You bring the whole family horse and buggy. It takes a fucking while to get there. Jesus H. Christ. You guys all read Grapes of Wrath, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Simple things like never wait in lines. You never, everything revolves around church. 
you never run into traffic. It's like it's all simple things. Like you'd never think of it until you come from a small town to a big city. So you're making it sound better than a big city. I'm selling it right now, but then so no, those no, no, are about okay, three. Okay, we're, we're okay, doing good things. So Bear Lake, right? Garden City. Um, like we go up there every single year. <laughs> oh, is that good, Adam? <laughs> you drunk off of your second beer? <laughs> that was so delicious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the <laughs> So we go up to Garden City every year for our company retreat. Garden City is a damn small town, and there are people that live there all year round. But there's there's one cop on duty, and then he's on duty for the daytime, and then at night, He's on call. And, like, <laughs> there is a dispatch somewhere, but I don't think it's, like, the actual Garden City dispatch. I think it's, like, the Logan dispatch, which is, like, another small town a little bit further away, and they just call him when they have an issue. But, like, one cop in a town, like, that makes a huge fucking difference on what you're doing at night. Because it's, like, the cops are not going to get out of bed for, like, less than an eight, you know? It's, like, Michael won't even go out of his front door Unless he's going to meet an eight or more, you know? You know the movie Super Troopers? Yeah. It was actually filmed in Garden City. No shit. Garden City, Utah. I'm sorry. That's a (laughs) big lie. That was a big lie. But it was funny. (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny. God damn it, Michael. I believe you got to hold up a two if you're going to give a dry joke. Chris, how long have you known Michael Brazell? I know. You're right. (laughs) I should have seen that. At what point did Super Bad look like Garden City? No, super not, troopers. Not super oh, bad. Super troopers, I mean, excuse me. That's <laughs> yeah, different. Neither. That's right. I was thinking Neither. of that. Oh, it's yeah. funny. Neither. Canada, that was like Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was picturing super troopers said super bad, whatever. But here's the thing. Since you mentioned super bad, the That fun- was also in Garden City. No, the funny thing about that one, it was actually filmed in Harriman. <laughs> oh, Harriman. So Harriman didn't exist when that movie was filmed. <laughs> we've got Harriman, we've got Garden City. We'd pretty much have come full circle. Sure. Yeah. Oh, another beer. Yep, go ahead. I'll just You're holding a beer. I know. I'll hit it with my elbow. And there are zero hands for you to catch a beer, Michael. I'll, I'll catch <laughs> Proxy catch. <laughs> you got to open that eventually. Um, no. But, I've come but to wh- realize, I've come to realize that maybe I don't know small town. What? Maybe I know a medium town. That's not even medium. Okay. If your town has one road that's the, the main street, and I'm not, like, there is, like, rural. Does and the interstate run through it? Rural. Interstate runs past it. Yeah. I, I mean, interstate runs I right I mean, almost near every city. Well, not. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. There was no interstate yeah, right you, there. If you well, don't see. have a freeway, if you if there are no freeways, like we're talking just a highway runs through your town, like that's a small town. Like yeah, it, so, it, so then I wouldn't qualify. West Lafayette I think you qualify. qualify. I got I-75. I'm smack dab in between Chicago I-75 and Indianapolis. I-75 is interstate. That's a, <laughs> that's a highway. That's what I'm saying. So I don't qualify for a small town. But, but I mean, no, you're, you're in the Midwest. Town. No, what I'm saying is a highway, like an interstate highway, like I-15. That's a highway, and it goes through a shit ton of small towns. But that, that definitely qualifies it for a small I town. I mean, I don't that's think... That's fair. Yeah. I guess what really qualifies it is the population and the resources. Yeah, like and the word. Like, like 30,000 like college students there like brings it close. But, so but like, like then the other side of the river has like 60,000. Yeah, and and there are definitely small towns on the outskirts of like big towns for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah, Adam, you're in the club whether you want to or not. No, that's okay. fine. I just I just wanted to draw a line somewhere and figure no. out where everybody's at. No. I okay. mean, it, it fits. There's levels to it. Like, um, 
There's levels to it, you and I when, know. When you run out of things to do on a weekend. Oh, God. Some like, stories. It, and that's the thing. I've visited small towns where we've run out of things to do. We're, like, there, and we're there for five full days. And it's like, you know what? Two days was enough. And <laughs> uh, by the fifth, you're kissing your sister. Like, you're <laughs> bored. <laughs> Does the drinking level go up in small towns? Yes. Uh, times a thousand. Uh, Not do just you, drinking. Do though. you want to hear a story about Beaver, Utah? Hit, hit us with it. Okay. Mm, great name for a town. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know of Beaver, it's in southern Utah near a bunch of other beautiful, beautiful towns. Yeah, Beaver. the Beaver's down south. Keep going, though. And... I was down you there. Tried. That was a vagina that was, joke. That was a vagina yeah, joke. That's okay. Everyone rewind. I tried. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I said it. I was at a golf tournament there because I'm super white. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what black we, people can't golf too. Oh God damn it, Mike! That was racist. Being like, Mike, you are not so racist. racist. <laughs> yeah, he's born in a small town. His name is Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was down there at the golf tournament. We were making small talk during our like you know, slices and shots into the <laughs> the water. And one of the guys like, yeah, you know, on weekends we like to go clubbing. And I went, wait, club? You like, you club? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you know, like we go out on the weekends, we find like beavers and marmots and we club them. With like no. bats. <laughs> no. <laughs> I lost my serious. shit. I went, what? You're, wait, you're I, kidding. Is this a true no, story? It's 100% true. Did you just say thank you <laughs> immediately when he told you the story? Oh my I, I keep thank you. Face. Dude, I stopped focusing on my like trying to stay under 100 for my golf. <laughs> and uh, I just. Wheels I came to, off. It just like a bunch of them, like a whole gaggle of beaver people just go out. And they find themselves some marmots and some squirrels and beavers, and they just fucking start clubbing them. Jesus. <laughs> if that's not <laughs> that a small town thing, I don't know what is. That's, that's a shocking that's story. Out, out in Harriman, so I was working landscape construction in the summers, and uh, like the guys that I worked with went bunny blasting. <laughs> it's where you get on the back of a four-wheeler, and you take 22s with, with a banana clip with like 25... Uh, rounds in it and then you just start like going out driving and you see a bunny and like you just hold up your 22 and you just start unloading 22 rounds on it and like by the way you say jackrabbits are fierce no they fucking scream they scream oh, they when scream. they get oh absolutely and it's horrifying yeah like, scar you. the first time it ever happened i was like i don't like this i don't like this at all why are we doing this beers Beers is the key. If you have a few beers before, then then that would have. But helped. it's terrible. <laughs> that um, helped. Our, so our Same rival in college was a coyote. So everyone went after coyotes. When we would play them before big games in college or whatever, they would kill coyotes and hang them on billboards and things like this. Um, pretty serious. But chased on these animals a lot, like that hunting thing. I lived on a, a dirt road actually um, in college, and I had a twenty-two myself, and we would well, shoot. Everybody has a twenty-two. Well, like. I don't even know whose it was, but it was mine at my house. <laughs> um, but I'd shoot it out the back deck at, if you're moving, you're getting shot at. There's nothing back there. Um, long story short, I lost the 22, so someone else has that gun. I passed it down to the next generation. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck it is. still has your fingerprints, but you know you lost it. Well, that's True. another thing about small towns. Tradition is very important, you know? <laughs> Tradition? <laughs> you really, Tradition? If you have yourself a gun, you want to make sure that your son and his son they get that gun. Yeah, for Dude, sure. Eric's crushing it with the mic. How dare you? Yeah. 
I was speaking just to the mic. Laugh into the mic. No, laugh into the mic. People actually like hearing. I was gonna laugh. mix in a burp, so it was like a. Hey, laugh <laughs> a laugh. that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> Swipe right on the burp, dude. Just send it. No, uh, so you know, in in like out in Harriman, out in the uh. like hills in the West Desert, they'll actually pay you. Like the government will pay you money if you kill a coyote and bring. Fuck the, yeah, that's everywhere. You I think pay for like, skins. I think it's like the skull and skins, the shoulder, or something like that. Yeah, because they're interesting. Know. So people would. There's th- is there a thought process there? Maybe you can get the skull, but maybe the shoulder didn't come with. Like I wonder why. No, they're like, oh, we don't want somebody to bring in like a coyote torso versus like, oh, they brought in the torso as one coyote and the body as another coyote. No, it's just like you can't. Those are the two bones that they require. Ah, like uh, got a skull, skull, but the rest of them got away. Like one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, you found this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me all the time. I hate it. I know, right? You just got the head, not the body. <laughs> oh man, there's I'm a, always getting head. There was that crazy episode of Game of Thrones where Khaleesi was out hunting, you know, and she only brought back the head of the dire wolf and then Jon Snow wouldn't fuck her. <laughs> That's, do you remember that? I've never seen that show. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I've seen episodes, seasons <laughs> one and seven. Well, so really <laughs> threw that one out the right If it's a joke that went over everybody's head except Sam? for Chris's. Is Sam a fan? <laughs> yeah, Sam would be all over that one. Yeah. Sam, Sam would be laughing. Ha, I'm holding his microphone, so I'll laugh. <laughs> for anyone wondering, that's what we call a pity laugh. <laughs> Back to our regular programming. <laughs> yeah, where are we at on this? Okay, in terms of. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so I wanted to. I wanted to give like one last uh, shout out to a little place called Rexburg, Idaho. Uh, where Beautiful country. So in the small town, like the whole thing there, uh, one, there was only like three girls in the entire town that were like slightly attractive. Jesus. And you know, everybody in that entire town had talked to that girl or mm-hmm. those three girls. And like, and they're all Mormon anyway, right? It was bad. Yeah. It, yeah. They are all Mormon. So that, that sucks too. The Mormon um, percentage of the population in Rexburg has got to be like 90%. 103. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because there's a bunch of bacon in the oven of all those mamas. That's actually 3%. There are a lot of baby Mormons coming out. Uh, but when I was out there, I was out there with like three really close high school friends. Why? Uh, why were you there? One of them had explain family. this. One of them had family up there. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. good. <laughs> Anyways, we went up there and like I had a super crush on his cousin. Oh, wow. Um, that worked out okay for a little bit. But anyways, we went out with her. <laughs> How old were you during this? Mean? You got to give 16. some context. You were 16. 16. Yeah. How long were you there? Why were you there? There for like a week. <laughs> oh, so okay. Anyways. Did she touch your penis? No. You were looking didn't. to open close the deal Mormon. within a week. Because it was Rexburg, Idaho. Dang it. <laughs> Anyways. So I why were you there? that 103%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so we were there <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one. Uh, he was going to say you're, you're right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so there's not a ton to do. We ran out of things to do like the second night. Uh, so we had gone to the store. We bought a bunch of fireworks and like classic shot like them at each other. Made a little bomb out of them in like a um, like a water bottle. And when that was done, it was like nighttime. It's like, well, shit. Now what do we do? So we ended up going uh, scary place hunting, which is something that I, you know I've done in Utah many times. Scary place hunting. Good. Yeah, like you, know, you look for 
scary, scary places. places? Jesus, like, what do you, it, it's self-explanatory, Eric. You sound like, dumb right now. But no. like what? Like a, <laughs> like a cemetery late at night? Like a church late at night? Like are you guys breaking into places? Like, More like abandoned like buildings. Okay. That, you know, we, we look for in context would be nice. Anyway, so they... In, in Idaho, they have what's called dry farms, which means that... Uh, that you don't have to water the potato farms, like they just rely on rain. Why don't Nat- all of that? Rain. So why was there a potato famine? In Idaho? <laughs> the blight in Idaho? No, Ireland. Come on, does, does nobody have history? No, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> potato famine. <laughs> yeah, it there was, was Ireland, obviously right? a drought, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, or there were. Dude, this is this the best story ever. Eating. God damn it. Okay, Chris, anyways. Chris is being derailed more than he ever has been. There was a small town inside. Like, there there used to be a small town out there okay. in the middle of, like, 20 or 30 f- potato farms. And they're mm. dry farms. And they mm. called the area the dry farms. And there's nobody that lives in the town anymore. It's, like, completely abandoned. But they, like, just picked up and moved away. And, and oh, so God. it was, like, it was fucking scary. How so many like, buildings were out there? It was like 10 buildings. Fuck that. Right. So we go out there and we start like, it's it's a drive. It's like an hour outside of Rexburg. And we're in the middle of fucking nowhere going through that shit. And the scary part wasn't actually the like the dry farms. But when we got back on the road, there were these two trucks. And I was in my Honda Civic. And I was driving like seven people. Dope. Like way too many people Shit's for dope. a Honda Civic. And it was like little manual transmission four cylinder maybe a hundred like horsepower and these two fucking massive trucks are like flying up on me i'm going like 80 maybe 90 and these guys come up at like 100 130 Mm -hmm. and like they start tailgating me and i just like pull over to the side of the road let them around you to let them around Yeah. yeah and they start pulling off and so i'm like fuck this i'm not gonna have a confrontation with like people in they two, have guns. two big fucking trucks. <laughs> they're racist. So I like get back on the road, and then I like, get back on the road, and one of them like jets in front of me, box and you in. Exactly. So they box me in. So like I, you know, pull off the side of the road again, and they both pulled off. Did you grab I your gun? Gunned it. Well, mm. I had a machete. I didn't have a gun in my car. You had a machete. Come I always from? carried a machete in my car in high school. I just wanted to be prepared, you know. We scary place hunted a lot. What the what fuck? The f- in Harriman? <laughs> Can we go back? Okay. Rexburg. No. Well, I mean, in Harriman. I, I mean, he had it in Harriman. In Harriman. He had this in a school parking lot <laughs> as well. Where um, I drove this to school. You were a danger to the community. Where did you get a machete? Was this something that inherited yeah, why from like? the hell did you? Want it went down one. from generation to generation. Did you get killed on this drive? Uh, what Spoiler alert. Surprisingly not. Spoiler alert. Um, Spoiler alert. Anyways, so now I'm driving at like 100 miles per hour. The guy in back of me is like almost touching me. But like I'm also thinking to myself like his uh, he's obviously got like this jacked up fucking truck. And like his turn radius is not good. So I'm just kind of like going left and right. And like it's like two full lanes in the like the road. And like he's going left and right with me. We're probably going 120. Like. Honestly, if this that is a guy Paul Walker movie, I think if that guy like what Honda Civic can go 120 miles an hour, I'm just saying. I was burning this thing as hard as I could to get back to that <laughs> s- stupid. Fucking Were you Rexburg crying, city? No, I wasn't crying. Some of the girls in the back might have been. Anyways, wow. why? Because they're girls, sexist. No, because they were like screaming. There's a Paul Walker <laughs> movie about this. I swear to God, the when they're driving in a car and they. Anyways, <laughs> so no, there's a. So I'm just trying to get back to like the fork that goes back to Rexburg, 
and like the guy behind me is trying to like follow my swerve but like his truck's lifted so much that the center of gravity is just way too high and like i can tell that this guy is going fast enough that like you're gonna roll any it. more turning like that he would have rolled his fucking truck anyways we uh we got to that fork and i like slammed on my brakes like he, the guy had like backed off just enough that when i had like slammed on my brakes um he like definitely hit his brakes and he like turned and he like turned sideways and the guy in front of me made a right instead of a left back to rexburg and like i made a left like i immediately like let the e-brake down and went left so what the, the guy hell? behind me like <laughs> why were they doing that were they just fucking around being I like have no idea i'm sure it was just was like, it like post clubbing and now they're just fucking bored and there's no clubs out there i'm sure they were out no, there that like was a, no that was a to mike earlier no, that was like the clubbing. clubbing yeah you know what i missed that one mike that was a good one though <laughs> <laughs> come on that's seriously crazy though i it was the scariest and yeah like well you went you went hunting for scary things and scary places, and you you fucking found yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. did. We didn't that's find a scary place. We found scary fucking people in the middle of nowhere. That's we have nothing better to do than scare like six or seven people in a Honda Civic. I, I, that's why I just I still think there's some truth to the secret because you know he brought that into reality. You know. Yeah, I've you, got something to just add. Kidding. Just kidding. I've got something to add to Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah, true Reason story. Sexburg, Idaho. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. I have a friend from uh, middle school. Good guy. Uh, goes by the name of Cash Guzzy. Um, he was born on a floor in the bathroom of a house in Rexburg, Idaho. <laughs> I feel like that's normal in small towns. <laughs> that's a small town. If that's not a small town treasure. story, <laughs> IDK what is? I, I have some small town stories, man. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> are we are we into story time yet? You know what? We let's skip the aggregate. We'll go to the aggregate at the end if yeah. we want to. Um first day of class at South Dakota State University mm. in uh tropical um Brooking, South Dakota, living on a dirt road. You know what, Eric, I'm gonna derail the story before you tell it. What what were you doing at South Dakota State University? Um I went there to play sports at a high school. What I sport? went to I played football. What position? Uh <laughs> used to throw around the old pic- I was Uncle Rico. Before Uncle Rico, um, back in '98, yeah, I um, a football quarter mile yeah, over them fucking mountains. <laughs> That's so what they call yeah, work. before I I'll post just, a, a picture in the show notes for everybody. <laughs> I did have great hair. He I did. He had did like the, great hair. the wave. It was great. Hair. That's did you do you did the Bieber? The sunshine. Uh, I didn't do the Bieber. Um, <laughs> probably did. Um, first day of class, walking around. You know, never. It was like my fourth time to South Dakota. And it was my first day of class. No idea. Didn't really know the people. Never been there for an extended period of time. Go to an, uh, a lecture hall, like 300-some people, whatever. It was like biology 101, right? So I sit down uh, in the middle of things. Saw one of the kids from my class. That's another story, too. I'll tell you after about the my roommate. Um, saw another one of my roommates. He sat down like a couple rows behind me earlier. So I sat down in some open space. Uh, this girl in a, um, like a snowmobile jacket. And it would, mind you, this is like September. It was like a, it, it was kind of a shitty day, but she had a snowmobile <laughs> jacket. Mind you. What, what brand was she? Uh, Polaris. It was Polaris. What you was know? her sponsor? Polaris. Maybe, maybe she, uh, she was sat down. Dirt bike jacket. We'll give her the benefit uh, of the doubt. She sat down. No, the girl on my other side that came sat down next to me was uh, wearing like a monster hat, like a flat bill, uh, like a fox shirt or something <laughs> oh, like this. I got something you. like this. I got you. So okay. you know, you know the you know the type. I sit down like. 
you know, all green. I probably got a fucking comb over and a stupid smile on, ready for my first class. These and girls sit down. If the, we're being real, these girls sit boner. down. I hear both of them pack a fucking tin. Both these girls on my right and my left threw in a dip that was bigger than I've ever seen in my fucking life, and that was my first day of class at South Dakota State University in the middle of fucking nowhere. Country. What, uh, Country. <laughs> what was the actual class? Was um, it Bio 101? Do you remember the class where you just uh, That's what I, I, I honestly make up the class. Every time I tell that story, I make up a different class, but biology is what I'm going with this time. <laughs> it was biology. Yeah. It's Science. funny thing that you said that, Mike. It was biology. Um... So what's the the roommate? Oh, uh, roommate. So gr- this is still one of my good buddies, great friend. Um, shout out uh, Nick. His actual name, Ben Muff. His last name was Muff. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> Just I glorious. Swear, swear to God. So <laughs> they recruited. He's in a, he's he's in, in a hey, place where they don't need to. Hey, I got some fucking name. stories. He would tell me. <laughs> his name's Ben Muff. He's from Crete, Nebraska. Uh, he's an outside linebacker. He was about 6'3", 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. Great athlete. Mm-hmm. But that's so that's how he sounded initially, right? Like I'm I'm from outside Minneapolis, so never been around a country folk for a long period of time. And I got there for training camp, and I meet my roommate the first time. He goes, "Hi, I'm Ben." It's like we're gonna have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Eric in like the most uh, white, boring suburban way. Did you I push say up it. your glasses. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pushed them up. Like, hello, nice to meet you. No, um, my name's Eric. <laughs> whatever, we're bullshit. And after that, his family moves him in. We're hanging out. Like, so Crete, Nebraska. Like, what did you guys do for fun? Um, drank. <laughs> that so that was first, right? Like, all right, cool. Um, pretty. Standard. I was like, oh, you're you're. Grew up in the country. Like, what you else do you guys do for fun? And he goes, uh, I used to jump a truck. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on to say something else. Like, jump a truck. Like, we play sports. I was like, wait, go back about fucking five seconds there, buddy. What the fuck? We used to jump trucks. Yeah, my uh, my, my cousin. Hey, my cousin uh, had these places. I can't. He had a couple Suburbans, and we'd get drunk and load about ten of us in there, have a good time in the woods, and we'd jump the truck a little bit as a Suburban. We'd get going pretty fast, and we'd get pretty drunk and hit the fucking jump and just go. I love uh, that that's wh- number what? two on his list. <laughs> <laughs> that, it took him about four hours to warm up. Dip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, those are about the two countries. St- and that was within about a week of one another, a few <laughs> weeks of one another. So I was like, fuck, I'm home. So <laughs> I'm never leaving. So what's your journal looking like after week one? Um, SOS. Dear journal. Actually, it was uh, a journal of like my sizes of Levi overalls that I was going to buy next week to fucking fit in with all these hillbillies. And I knocked out my one of my front teeth to fit in as well. Did you uh, <laughs> suffer the freshman 15 in your small town? Oh, dude, Eric used to weigh like 220 pounds. Uh, Max was 240 at one time, and it was all great weight. Whoa. Yeah, you were, you were it was all good. in you, college. I've seen your I did pictures. nothing but uh, eat a lot and uh, try to lift heavy things. College sports. Wow. <laughs> what yeah. do we want? And beer. A lot of cheap beer. <laughs> How do we want it? Sports. How do we get it? Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a sports segment. <laughs> Anyways. A little inside joke. To, uh, that was, uh, that's now been released I like to the that. outside. I like that. That's amazing, though. 240 pounds. You're what? Like a buck 95? About buck 95 now, yeah. Damn. Jesus you H. guys ever been uh, truck jumping? <laughs> no. Hey, I, we used to jump my truck. Hold on, let me get this straight. None of you, and I repeat, none of you have gone neither clubbing, 
the real clubbing, <laughs> nor have you gone truck jumping. Is this I, true or false? That's true. I did an ollie on a skateboard. City kid. I got a Steve story Trucks. for anyone who's interested. <laughs> Wait, Steve? Your dad? Uh-huh. Wait, the Steve, the Steve, the Steve of the Club Steve, Steve of Club Steve pool party that we're having tomorrow night. Shout Woo-hoo. out to our listeners. Whatever Shout night out. this is, just show up at Adam's house. We'll we'll have Club Steve a party. If you listen to this, show up at noon. Noon at Club Steve. <laughs> just kidding. I just made that up. Eastern but actually, Standard. Show up randomly. Eastern Standard. He claims to have jumped a Honda Civic. You he, know what, dude? After driving full, my Honda Civic, air. you could jump it. You oh. could for sure jump. Oh, that absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you're getting that bitch up to 120, you could do. You could. You could fly. <laughs> I think it maxed out at 120. That's that's <laughs> oh, seriously. I'm sure, that's it maxed out. The, I used uh, to have a Honda Civic 2003. Hey, the speedometer went to 140 though. Yeah, well, and okay. I could not get it there. <laughs> <laughs> that Paul Walker movie was Joyride. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Joyride. Bring I'm dead serious. Bring, Bring it back. It Talking about I thought you were talking Civic. Fast and Furious. No, I wasn't talking about that. It was called Joyride. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was Joyride. This whole time I thought you were making a joke. No, hey, I thought Paul like, Walker was in a like, car movie. I don't know. No, that was a real reference. That wasn't like a joke. Like the most well-known eight movies <laughs> where Paul Walker's driving vehicle. It's called Joyride. They actually followed around someone in a semi and they like tracked him down and tried to kill him. Actually, yeah. really great That's film. Like someone saying, you know that one Daniel Radcliffe movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, that Daniel Radcliffe movie where he does like, there's all the magic and stuff. And oh, there's that scary oh, yeah, witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Equus. It's like the one. <laughs> yeah, Equus, <laughs> the one with the horse. Exactly. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Was much better <laughs> than it being Fast and Furious. <laughs> it was Joyride. Oh, boy. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you fact-checked yourself and brought it back for us. Yeah. All right, that so was I our producer, Joey, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a good uh, a good country story for well, you. Well, tell yes. it, you cracker. Big con- tell, tell me, big country. <laughs> so uh, this this isn't my, my personal story. Love that uh, this is a good friend of mine, Dylan May. He uh, So they go up to Wyoming every year for, like, their family vacation. And it's, like, it's a pretty small town. Like, there's not there's not a ton to do out there. It's not Rollins, Wyoming, is it? I don't know where what specific city okay. it is, um, but they're like hanging out and in like you hang out in your front yard, and that's something that I guess is it's a pretty small town. You're just like a front porch on the porch, hanging out, right? And that's that's different. There, my, like my neighbor hangs out on his front porch. He he has a mullet, by the way. The guy over there. I bet you fucking owns the neighborhood too. You really set the tempo by hanging out on the front porch. No, he's a little weird, and <laughs> everybody knows him. A current yeah, everyone knows him. He, and he's everyone's fucking scared of him. He's a super nice guy. Oh, but no, he's big enough and he is scary. He's like the guy that I'm like, oh, if I come home and like something's happened to my dog, it was him. Uh, he's a, he's a <laughs> listener to this podcast. <laughs> or by he the way. saved your dog. He's yeah. doing neighborhood watch. He might be actually, you know, there's that like uh, neighborhood watch like website that you can go on and like put your address in. He's the only guy that posts anything on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've looked on that? Yeah. No, I haven't looked on it. But I'm That's sure actually a fact. It. We got fact checked by Joe Egan. <laughs> Anyways, so these guys, uh, Dylan and like his family, they, get, they go up to Wyoming, and one day they were just sitting, hanging out on the front porch, you know, catching fireflies or whatever the fuck you do in Wyoming, uh, and they just see a fire or a tire rolling down the street that's literally on fire, and it just kind of like rolls and like rolls in a circle and falls on the ground and is like still on fire. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And so they, like, walk up the street, like, up the hill a little bit. And then they, like, find this kid in this little, like, maybe, like, a 13-year-old's, like, 
hey, we're lighting tires on fire and rolling them down the street. Do you want to <laughs> join us? No fucking way. And that just like, sounds like a good time. And normally it's <laughs> like, no, you're going to light something on fire. But you're in Fuck Wyoming, yeah. so you're like, yeah, we're going to light tires on fire and rolling down the street with you. Sounds you, fucking awesome. You weird little 13-year-old <laughs> kid. Where's your dad? <laughs> Where's your parents? Well, yeah. it just it has a ring to it also because it rhymes. <laughs> Latin tires on fire. <laughs> that was a join? stretch. Yeah, oh, that works. No, that that was that, that was a rhyme. rhyme. There's an echo in here. I didn't, I didn't hear it right. There's an echo. Or yeah, <laughs> that is the epitome of a rhyme. I, I do have a fire story, like a quick <laughs> fire story as well. Um, South Dakota, a lot of cowboy boots. Um, in whatever from west, they all think they're cowboys. Whatever they think they're really that country or farm people or country people. They like pick that's, one. That's what they want to personify. They I've wanna, noticed yeah, that they the Midwest. Be the I've seen um, way higher percentage of people in the Midwest wear cowboy attire than people from the West. Even in some Utah. areas, people wear cowboy boots. Oh, like, but it, if you go down way south, way higher percentage of people in Indiana wear cowboy boots. Yeah, I'm, way higher. I'll take your word for that one. That's right. That's right. But no, <laughs> but right. Um, so we're whatever. Um, had a few beers like any other normal uh, country day in South Dakota. So we're doing some road hunting during the day. Uh, when you're driving around, you have a bunch of buddies in the back of your truck. Shoot whatever the fuck moves out of your. Um, back of your truck, you got a 12 gauge, whatever. If it flies, it dies. You know what I'm saying? But um, so we whatever did that for a few hours. By that time, we had a few beers in us. We uh, flies, it dies. But we were still on the uh, the dirt road. Had some fireworks. Um, whatever, ripped a bunch of those, and uh, it's pretty dry out there. Um, snowballed into a colossal fire uh, on someone else's <laughs> land. <laughs> um, this all started from the cowboy boots. It uh, snowballed into a big fire. Um, I've never one heard of the guys the term who was snowballed into a fire. Seems a little contradictory, but uh, it I is, like it. It, it grew fast. I'm start, it it, it grew really fast. Contradictory. Ooh, that was punny. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was. That was a but yeah, uh, it turns into like a the best part about it. Like the only thing I really want to remember from that is watching a bunch of like three hundred pound linemen run down a dirt road in cowboy boots, try and stomp it out in their really expensive boots and ruining them. And it worked. They they yeah they stomped they that fucker out. out. Yeah. They're all like huge fat linemen from the middle of nowhere, bumfuck <laughs> nowhere in Nebraska. Um, you know they were great, great. They could move weight, but they couldn't run well. So watching them run to chase down a fire was fucking great. Um, so yeah, kind of the gist of the story. Um, kind of went all over the place there, but yeah. Sounds like a standard Friday night. That's right. After we jumped that fucking truck. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you haven't put out a fire with your cowboy boots, you haven't lived. <laughs> well, you're not country if you haven't. You know, <laughs> big country. You know, it's it's gotta be hard to move from like. There's like probably a dozen or more sitcoms that have to do with like moving from a big city to like a small town. Um. Paris Hilton had a like, show. I mean, shit, City Slickers, or the one with like Chevy Chase from a long time ago, was like about a bunch of guys going out into the country. It was Green Acres? That was the original, the OG. So was that the OG? Green Acres is a great show. TV Land when you're a kid. No, anybody? But, but you don't know. I I gotta imagine that like Peyton Manning moving from like, you know, like downtown New Orleans, Louisiana, <laughs> to like uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think Peyton Manning ever lived in Louisiana. Yeah, he grew up there. His dad was a quarterback for the Saints. 
Really? Yeah. Was it I Louisiana I, or I, Mississippi? No, no, no it's I Mississippi. Visit, Mississippi might have been Mississippi because they yeah. the I other brothers visited, went to Ole Miss. No, I think yeah. I visited Peyton Manning's house in Louisiana when I was young, and I I never went to Mississippi, but I know I was in New Orleans. I did Miss, New Orleans is in Mississippi, so if you're in New Orleans, you're in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, it's not in Mississippi. <laughs> or Louisiana. 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 God yeah, damn, that's like the, the third time I misspoke. How many, how many troopers, beers deep are you tonight? Super Trooper, Super Bad, same yeah, thing. You'll get there. Fuck. But like, like we he, got Joe on the he fact goes, check. He's gonna, he's gonna let us know. <laughs> his uh, name's Joey. Joey. He's our intern. <laughs> his he's name changes intern. every episode. What's we're on our eleventh <laughs> episode? He's have eleven names so far. <laughs> Anyways, intern. But like, I gotta imagine that him going to like the like University of Tennessee, and like the whole sex scandal, like where, you know, he uh, stuck his grundle in a girl's face. Oh. Uh, I think wait, that has Peyton more Manning to do with that? him being a god on campus. What? You didn't know that Peyton Manning? It was a trainer. I have never heard this before. This is news to me. Oh, shit. Okay, so here's... here's I I went through like the transcript of what the girl said after the fact, and she said that... So she was a sports trainer. She goes to... He says his ankle's bothering him. He's in his towel after after like taking a shower, and she goes like behind him to like check out his uh his ankle. He drops his towel and like bends down and sticks his grundle right in her face. And like, she didn't take it well, I'm assuming. Hits her in the face with the gooch. <laughs> the grundle. That's quite the move. That's a bold move, Cotton. The Let's see how it pans there's out other for there's us. other words for it. Uh yeah. And uh, sexual abuse is that the word you were looking that's for? That's the big one. <laughs> that's the word we're looking for. <laughs> Jesus and, uh, and Christ! Like, the the scandal was all about like you know how the University of Tennessee covered it up. Also, like University of Tennessee, like you know, paid Arian Foster to play football. And well, you know. yeah, but <laughs> yeah. if you, yeah. but you know, there's a million. Football, there are a million they'll, things. They'll yeah. forgive anything. You know, it's like Kobe Bryant <laughs> raped a woman and then just changed his number. Won a title. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a new man. As, as I probably don't rape women. True, nobody much. ever talks about that anymore. Yeah, well, no. hardly. Daniel Tosh had that bit where he talked about. Uh, well, he literally said that exact thing about how. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that soulless town of L.A. couldn't be happier. <laughs> like yeah. after he won but an like, NBA championship. No, no, he's different. He doesn't have a fro, and his number is not eight oh, anymore. <laughs> number eight was the rapist. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the fro. <laughs> No, but uh, you also have – but that's the thing is, like, Peyton Manning does that. And, like, I, I imagine, like, when he's giving his interviews at the University of Tennessee that I've seen about, like, the scandals and stuff, that he's just, like, being told what to say. Because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think every celebrity that goes through that type of stuff is either being told what to say or on Twitter making a fool of themselves. But, like – Peyton Manning just like brushing it off and letting the University of Tennessee just like pay the girl and like being like, well, you know, that's just like how we do it out here. Like, I just, I don't know that maybe that's a much bigger topic of like, you know, sexual assault. I'm worried that we're <laughs> falling no, yeah, into we're, a, we're, a deep uh, topic. We took a turn. But you're right. I heard. I mean, but like, but for me, it's like, shit, man, that is just like, that's. Oh god! Uh, yeah, you know what? That's related to the to grundle. I of a small town. I I think it's more so. I think being it's just, larger than life in I, a small town, where if you're a boss 
like athlete in a city like that, you walk on water. Yeah, you, you have. Yeah, you I think just, you can get away laws. with anything. I guess you have your what own I laws. wanted to say is that, like, you know, quarterbacks of small town football team, college, like college football teams, like Eric Klein. are just like you know, sexual, you know, predators. Am I sharing the couch with a sexual predator at the moment? I'm sorry. I just have to ask for my own safety. <laughs> for Fuck. his own safety. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all seen Friday Night Lights. Like, we know how this story ends, okay? Oh, with a broken neck and a guy in a wheelchair? I thought that. Are we talking about the show or no, like Boobie the. Miles, man. He, no, he was not a quarterback. <laughs> I know. I um, no, we're talking about the show or the. Which one's better? There's a side note. Small uh, town. I, would, small I town really like the show. The show was f- fucking phenomenal. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I really like football that much. I liked the but show I until later seasons. I got genuinely yep. enjoyed it. It was good. Yep. Yeah. I, I think the Riggins first is season, my fucking guy, oh, and he looked just like Riggins. he looked just like Ben Muff too. Yeah, long story. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you know to God, looks like? hey Ben Muff will fuck you up. Look at look do. at Brian Cushing when he played for USC with Absolutely. his long hair. Tim Riggins looked like fucking Brian Cushing did. <laughs> that was good stuff. Small towns, man. Sports were everything in small towns. Like, dude, West Lafayette could be the same thing. Like, football game, big word. sport game. Texas everything football. shuts down. Everything, literally everything, everything shuts down. revolves around college basketball. Mm-hmm. Purdue, Boilermaker basketball. That's all anybody cares about. Absolutely. And football, too. But, I mean, I mean, not so much, but they also have a huge stadium where they're getting a ton of people there right like South Dakota State we were when you have a when you have a 60 70,000 foot or excuse me 60 70,000 person stadium absolutely in a town of 60,000 people you know I mean do the math yeah I I I mean I spent time in in Lincoln Nebraska too where that's a good Ben Muff was right outside they had a Lincoln itself is like 20,000 people small um the Their stadium's ninety. The Neb Stadium, yeah, Nebraska Stadium's ninety-two or ninety-three, ninety-four, yeah, and that sells out every single Saturday. The city goes five x in size every time. That's crazy. That's, that's like, like green sports are everything, everywhere. Sports are everything in small towns. Like they literally they make, everything. They make it seem like it's a Texas only thing in Friday Night Lights, Fuck but no, no, in a small town, like the football, the high school football team that's close by, walk is, on water. Exactly, and uh, Sarah's Sarah's dad actually told me this story, but he was living like the suburbs of Miami, and like Miami's big, and like they're like Orlando, those places are like big, but close by, like you have kids just like playing in the. I don't know. He was like, yeah, I remember driving when I was a kid, or like younger, and like there would be like eleven on eleven football going on in like like a park, hundred percent, all the time. Oh yeah. 24 hours and he's like yeah no wonder they're fucking great <laughs> like they're literally playing no. and like they don't i mean it's it's a little poorer of an area and he's like yeah they don't have money for video games they're fucking playing 11 on 11 football outside and like you figure out what position that you could be proficient at and then you only do that from a time you're a very little kid and you you get pretty good <laughs> I just want to give you a little redemption, Chris. I just got a ping from Dave, our producer, and uh, Dave, our producer. Peyton Manning was bo- uh, from. He is from Louisiana. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so <laughs> Not, you, what did I say? New Orleans, Mississippi. Isn't that what it said? <laughs> yeah, he's from New Orleans, Mississippi. <laughs> Fuck. So <laughs> our our producer. That's what I said. Joey. That's our de- uh, Dave. No, Joey's Louis- Dave's intern. 
Oh, we fired him. We fired him, yeah. Yeah. That that guy had to go, though. I mean, I just did it a couple minutes ago. (laughs) Hey, do we have like a list of things that are like the, not a list each, but like a number of things that are different in small versus big towns? Like, I have some, I I have some things that I thought of before. No, that's, that's good. Actually, before we get there, I want to make sure nobody has any other stories. I have one one last like looked just right at me. <laughs> one last story. I mean, Michael, you've got to visit small towns. I I lived in Easton, which I think would be considered pretty small. Yeah, I mean, was there any like crazy stories of like you know what this is this is not normal for <laughs> where I'm from? No. All right, good talk. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> I I have a legitimate question. Did you... I, I love those as opposed to just bullshit questions. Yeah, yeah. well, sometimes... Yeah, I mean, you never know. Done. They're 50-50, but... Hit me. Did yeah. you... 50 Did you... <laughs> spend, that's his fourth beer. I know. Did you uh, spend a, a lot of time off campus when you were going to college, or was it the majority on campus? It was 90% on campus, unless you're trying to visit the Crayola factory. The Crayola factory? is like every town? other Thursday if you're not oh, clubbing. I love so it the bars were town. on campus? So well, they were Damn like near? R- like right across the street. Okay, and That's then how you it just did, and too. then you just did like home house parties and stuff. I love it when a small town is like, like there's the factory, and everybody knows. Like if you said, oh, like where's the factory around here? Like they know. The there's church, only one factory. The church, <laughs> the police station, the church, the <laughs> this, the that. There's one. Good old Crayola. <laughs> so uh, speaking speaking of uh, the church. So Sarah's family went to Nova Scotia, and there's like like the town of Inverness. It's pretty small. They have like a very famous golf course there, but the uh, there's like this this small like town like just outside of like that one little thing that they have is like the golf course. But uh, they stayed at this little bed and breakfast, and uh, and they decided, oh, they're like, oh, there's a Catholic church nearby. Like it's Sunday, like we're gonna go to church. You know, I'm I'm not uh, Catholic nor religious so i'm a heathen and i decided not to go to whoop church whoop. yeah he, here's out for the heathens <laughs> sounds like a mascot oh, you already said whoop. Whoop, whoop. it's fine it's fine <laughs> no. you don't have to say it. i was gonna say <laughs> the ti- the I, I don't know how to respond i thought it was like a <laughs> thing you guys have rehearsed before <laughs> no no we hadn't <laughs> oh. hey yeah, eric's, eric's a heathen too thank you for that <laughs> Anyways, this uh this small little church they went they went to the catholic service there that weekend and like it's like 120 yards from the actual like you know a a hard stone's throw and uh, or from the bed and breakfast and by the time it took them to get from the church to the bed and breakfast the uh <laughs> like the when they got back the receptionist at the bed at the bed and breakfast like told them to like you know like three people just called me and asked me who are these people <laughs> like in church what? like do you know these people that came to our church today? So it's th- that small of a town that they noticed that there was four people different. Well, it's in crazy. The entire city. It's crazy on two levels. <laughs> One, they noticed. They noticed. Two, they had to call and figure out what was they going on. They wanted to know who they were. They're like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Seriously. Like, oh, what's what's gonna happen if you like you don't figure out if you don't get to the bottom of this? Who are these strangers yeah, coming we, to my church? My neighbor, there are 10 of them at that one city or at that one little town of Inverness. There are there are 10 of my neighbors calling the front desk of the bed and breakfast. McLeod's in, uh, one of our sponsors. 
If you want a slight sidebar, but related <laughs> to small cities, there's a crazy documentary about, I think it's Antelope, Oregon, where a religious cult took over and literally just like bought the entire town out. It's fucking bananas. It's called a uh, wild country. It's if you haven't seen it, it's cult. fucking bananas. It's happened in the seventies and eighties. A they, lot of cults. Cults have a super strong grip in in like small towns. They you buy guys, a ton of land and they created their own small town. Fucking bananas. Like these small town people that were living there, they just all of a sudden started seeing these people show up in hundreds and thousands. And they were wearing like Indian gar- garments. They were like, wearing like orange up top and like purple pants. Yeah. That's exactly what they were wearing. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Actually, that, I mean, there's like a, the Branch Davidians of like the Seventh day Adventist Church in Texas. And like, it was a small town that they took over. And it was like, you just, I don't know, there's something, and this, this actually segues into like, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, aggregate problems of small towns is there's like, kind of a population that's almost looking for something looking for something to do stay busy with and looking for something to get behind whether it's a small town sport whether it's their church they're in like they need like a greater community because yeah. there's not much going on so well, a friend of mine he fucked this girl in college and <laughs> ben muff the next morning the next morning ben's muff the next morning he's still asleep she comes out i'm making breakfast for myself and and i'm like oh well maybe i should talk to this girl and I started talking to her, and she's from a small town. And I was like, oh, nice. Like, what, uh, what is there to do out there, you know, in your town? I can't remember what the town was. Uh, and she was like, oh, oh, there's nothing really to do but each other out there. And I was like, ah, you're a slut. <laughs> 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 ah, fun. It's honestly, it's drinking or sex. Or drugs. Or Actually, shooting. Drugs drugs has, like, a really, really strong hold of, like, small towns. Like, and it's, it's it like, prescription I mean, drugs. It's bad yeah, stuff. Opi- like, the meth and the brutal stuff like that is super prevalent in small towns as well. Like, northern Minnesota, like, we'd go up there. I had a ton of family, and I'd go through that area. and Tell us about your experience with meth. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So, the first time I was... Um, no, but small town, whether you're in small town South Dakota, that was... Honestly, not as much. It was more of a college town, so it was more drinking and stuff like that. But it was drinking, doing drugs, whatever, to stay busy. And it, it was either religion or, like, you're a shitty person and doing drugs and shit. Dude, I uh, my freshman year of college, I was randomly assigned to a roommate, obviously, as most people are. I had no idea who this guy was. Anyway, it turns out to be... He sounds like a bitch. Kind of a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> From <laughs> he, where? He was... Oh shit! I forget the name of the town. Maybe from. you were the shitty roommate for not knowing where he's from. Maybe spin zone. Man, I agree. <laughs> spin zone. How appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, I forget the name of the town, but I mean, it, you know, tiny, tiny, tiny town. You you would have never heard of it before. Yeah. And I remember first couple days, he's you know we're getting to know each other. He's talking to me about where he's from. I'm talking about where I'm from. He pulls up Google Earth. He shows me like his house in this tiny town. There's like you know one stoplight, and he's like, oh yeah. And then this is my house, and uh, this is the meth cooker's house. <laughs> and I'm like, the who? <laughs> howdy, howdy, doodly neighbor. <laughs> is that? He's so like, he's like, oh yeah, this house has been busted a million times for meth. 
And he was just so ca- USA. so casual about it. Is that on Google Maps? Yeah, if you uh, Google <laughs> Maps, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's labeled Meth House, uh, Indiana. Yeah, if you <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that is the name of the town. And I'm pretty sure Breaking Bad was actually inspired by a small town in New Mexico. With that's a question where, mark at the end. I think that's, that's where it's based. But is it inspired by a small town in New Mexico? Let's go with it, Joey. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Joey. Dave doesn't. It know, was not. Yeah. <laughs> it was no. I'm we'll fact check uh, later. Yeah, well, I'll put it in the show notes. I I really don't. I I say uh, uh, yeah. I'll put this in the footnotes. I've heard that number of times on here, and yeah, there, never there heard is it in no the notes. <laughs> Why the fuck are you looking <laughs> in the show notes? Yeah, who hey, reads uh, the description of the episode? When you were in high school, when you were told to read a book, <laughs> did you read it or did you no. go through the cliff hey, notes? It's cliff notes. It's our job. <clears throat> It's our job to promote the show notes. It's your job <laughs> not to go looking for them. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> God. So one, uh, one like prevailing thing uh, that like really gets me down about small towns is like how politicians treat small or or just like rural areas, um, and it's because of the whole like we talked about, um, like some towns are like one industry based. Like the crayon factory in Easton? Easton. Wawa. Yeah. No, Easton, Pennsylvania, right? So if the crayon factory went under, like, other than the college, that's the big industry in that town. That prob- I mean, they probably, like, I don't know, maybe 3,000, 5,000 well, employees. The big of- industry was the college. That Yeah, that's it, right? The, so the you- college is what keeps those fucking stores in business. Like, Wawa would not be there. So if the Crayola would probably have significantly lower, yeah, they'd ticket have sales a or lot whatever. less chemical engineers to figure out how to make better crayons. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, how but, exciting! But that's that's fucking hard to live in a town that is dependent on one like one industry. You yeah. looking like Detroit and like the whatever the obviously that's a yeah, lot larger city, but like Flint, Michigan, things that like that lives. That's off a monster one. city that lives off one industry. If something were to happen, if there's tariffs or if there's something going wrong with the economy, you're done. Yeah, and and everybody feels it in the entire town. It's really scary when it gets to like a city size like Detroit. That's yeah, that's probably the scariest. Um, and and like you see that in some places like like Utah's really like banking on tech right now. We've we've given up some of the. Are like, we are we pretty pretty heavily invested like? Majority in tech. In the the growth is invested in tech, so that's fair. The future, for sure. Yeah, right. So, like, if everything collapsed, you'd still have like four or five other industries for the city. But like for growth and for scalable growth, it's, right. it's so tech growth and like everybody investing in their house being worth like ten percent more year over year. Yeah, like yeah, you you're investing in the tech industry in Salt Lake City, but for a town. You're not investing in a house to like gain a percentage on your house year over year. You're just you're like, oh, I don't want to rent anymore. Like, I want to build equity in a house that I want to give this to my kids. Sell, yeah, or or like, yeah, I want to give this to my kids when I grow like old and die. But when the town industry dies, like if a petroleum refinery leaves a town and they decide it's more expensive to try to refine oil into gas, like <laughs> diesel jet fuel if it's more expensive to do that than it is to like not do it if we're losing money then we're going to shut down the refinery and that a refinery southern california is hard because i i know of like that refinery like 
it has like 10,000 employees in one refinery, but it's a massive one. But like a smaller refinery having like 2,000 employees, that's enough to cripple a town because refinery jobs are like high paying jobs. And so now you look at the town, it has 10,000 employees. It has a bunch of like small shops that people like work at. And, and those shops pay like more than average for a local shop. But then the refinery goes down and there's like an extra 2,000 employees. And they're like, like Walmart looks at that town and says, well, everybody there needs like basic needs. And they're like, and the normal shops are paying way too much. They get squeezed out. Walmart. Walmart goes in to the shops. Destroys that small to the, towns. Yeah, to the towns that are hurting. Not not to the towns that are thriving, because the towns that are thriving, the people are like, oh, no, we don't want a Walmart Support here. our own. Yeah, we're like, a oh, Walmart, that's going to bring down the neighborhood. Everybody's going to start like doing drugs they, if there's Walmart. They, <laughs> they set up shop, and then they fucking take over, and they have another goddamn location. Hey, when so. I was in Brookings, there was a <laughs> huge fight against the Walmart, and they the only time I was there, it expanded and expanded and expanded. My whole... All my my whole econ department was behind like writing this huge research paper around what Walmart does to small cities. The entire premise of it was they destroy uh, small businesses. They'll give you jobs, but they'll pay you pennies on a dollar for that same role you were doing in, in selling their own thing. And it blew up that Walmart got huge. It was on the news in South Dakota, all over the place. And eventually got so big where Walmart eventually saw the backlash and all these small town businesses have now done well because everyone's gotten together and fighting the man. To go to Walmart. They were fighting the man that is Walmart. So, but that's the thing is you're, those towns had like either an industry or a college or something college. to like yeah. be able to let people buy from the other places. Yeah. But when an industry goes under, they're people, done. People have to buy the cheapest products available. So now they go to the Walmart or the Target, you know, shout out I mean, to uh, Walmart, whatever about 50,000 times over that. Target's still Lafayette, expensive. West Lafayette. Target's um, like a nice place to hang out. Walmart's like. Yeah, you still find respectable people going to Target. That's what I was saying earlier when yeah. I said Target was the nicest yeah. uh, place in town. But they don't But they don't pay their employees well. And here's what happens. Relative. A little bit better. So there's 2,000 new employees open like for grabs from petroleum refinery. Shutting down, and now Walmart comes in and says, "Yep, we're gonna give like we're gonna give like a thousand people jobs for just this one Walmart, which seems crazy, but that's actually not that crazy. Like the shipping and receiving department of like one store is like in the hundreds, so you have like thousands of new jobs at this one Walmart, but they're paying those people like seven fifty an hour, and 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 here's where it really fucking sucks and. And this isn't like a new thing that I've discovered. This is like pretty well known, but uh, like politicians will go in, and this isn't this isn't by like this is a hundred percent bipartisan. You'll have like Hillary and Trump in the last elections. Trump will go around and say, "We're gonna bring coal back." It's like no, coal is fucking dying. Like that's a bad industry. And you'll have Hillary say, "We're gonna bring clean coal back." Like, there are ways to make coal clean, coal energy clean. Or, like, we're going to bring petroleum refineries back. Politicians will say that to the people, and the people will, like, vote for those people. They'll vote for Trump because Trump's going to bring coal back. And, and coal jobs pay well. 
or petroleum refinery jobs pay well. But such a shitty job. That's, yeah. that's entirely why West Virginia and states like that uh, voted for Trump. Like, yeah. that's 98% of the reason. But Trump can't bring coal and no. oil back to those cities. He doesn't have the power to do that. And, like, uh, on the other hand, like, we don't want that. Like, coal is super shitty for the environment. So, well, these politicians... yeah. I mean, yeah. It's no, easy to say you don't want that, but a lot of people do want that. No, no. I know that people that need jobs want that. but The, the voters in West Virginia want that. That's yes, the problem. But it's never people coming back. We'll never, we'll never bring those It'll never grow. Back. No, no. It, it it's only going to decline. Even the growing, though, like it's not even about that. Getting back the shit that we lost on the coal mines, the refineries that shut down, just any factory that shut down and was outsourced, like nobody wanted globalization in rural america but like you can't stop it it's reality yeah so those people are voting for you know trump to bring the coal back to the west virginia but it's never coming back but what happens is walmart comes in and and like these people like you know trump says no we're not gonna let these people take your jobs and like send the money back to like mexico but they're not like that's that's actually such a small percentage in fact Walmart is more detrimental for small towns than Absolutely. like any like immigration ever is to small towns because immigration isn't actually affecting small towns. Like Hispanic people are not going to rural America no, no. to take jobs no, and send money back to Mexico. No, but you know who is? Walmart's coming in. They're paying people $7.50 an hour when they used to make like $20 an hour at the refinery. And instead of like sending money, you know, instead of Mexicans sending money back to Mexico, like Walmart sending money back to Seattle or wherever the fuck they're from. And they're actually like paying Arkansas. people less, taking the profit, sending it somewhere else. So the money's leaving the town. Like it's never coming back. And that fucking sucks for small towns. And I have such a hard time about it. And it's like that. That's Seems the personal. hardest thing about like politics for me is watching like Trump and Hillary last election go to these like like what to West Virginia and saying like no we're going to bring coal back like it's going to be clean this time and you're going to keep your jobs forever well fuck man I don't I don't think yeah, sorry, Hillary that, or that Trump are the ones to blame I think it's more along the lines of how the hell did we get to the point where those the system has created a two party system and those are like our only two options and maybe we've gotten a bit too serious but i'm just saying like All right, yeah i'm sorry I, I but the but the system it's, the system itself is like pretty fucked yeah when you get to the point where you're saying whatever your constituents want to hear then it's kind of fucked yeah. but i mean there's that's dated right like whoever listens to that orange fuck sitting in the white house you can vote whoever you want that whatever but we try not to choose sides here. No, too late. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, but you I mean you saw like I mean we've chosen in, many sides. In, in <laughs> Ireland, like you, I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was Ireland in the last week. By tw- I, I can't remember the the time frame, but they committed to fully move off of. Um, they moved completely on renewable resources and completely getting away from. Using gas or like like oil and and those types of I can't remember exactly what it was like fossil fuels or whatever they're doing by some X date, but like as a country, like they voted that. That's that, that will never happen. I I mean it will eventually, but no, no it. But 
It will the, be so long until that happens. It will be so long because there's so much money in lobbyists. You can't do anything about that because there's too much power in play and too much money in play. Well, the lobbyists is one thing, but like Trump didn't get like voted in by lobbyists. Like if we're talking small town versus big city, like if you look at a map of not the states but the counties that voted for who, whom, uh, that you know that's a different tangent. Uh, <laughs> it's whom, but. Thank you. Yeah. If you look at a map of the counties that voted for each candidate, like it is a fucking sea of red with blue specks at the cities. Oh, it's and stark it, contrast. It, it is, it's, it's, it's a is crazy visual. Fucking crazy. It's insane. I mean, but that's it's, also it, not dependent on population density. It's it's density is everything in that visual, but I you know, have no I context know. of that in that. But I do agree it's fucking wild. No, I know density is everything, but then you also go but it's and just you telling. Say, look at the states. It's just telling like, of who the voter is and what the what their values are, what they vote and for. Where they live and but that's what I'm saying. There are enough rural voters in West Virginia to vote like Trump into office though. Yeah. But and, I mean in, and that's in, that's why we and it will be hard, very hard. Like enough of those small towns will have to die. Like those people will well, have to I don't go think bankrupt so. and leave their uh-uh. town because they can't make their house payments. But nobody's going no, there to reclaim. No, their they house. don't have to go bankrupt. They just have to become more well informed. Yeah, that's true. Because no, jobs could go back yeah. to those small that, towns. That's, yes, I disagree with I, that, dude. They're, tell me, tell they, me the average like education level of someone in a small term versus someone uh, in. A city who has like a decent education, a hundred percent, and then tell me someone who is more swayed by basic NLP techniques that a motherfucker just does on a goddamn screen. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. But these voters aren't voting based on what is right or the smart they're vote. Voting they're based off of their subconscious draw. No, they're voting based on basic what what's what best will for them in them. the short term. What will self serve them? Not, yes, not they're even voting just the short term. It's like for them, a lot of them is the long term. Even if we uh, say. Like long term, no. So even if you tell somebody long term, like, like for the future of the planet, political. It's better to. No. <laughs> it's not. It's not even political. It's just like we're talking. We're, we're actually talking about small town versus like no, big city. Absolutely. But if you tell somebody from a small town, like the for the future, like we're actually looking at like you know potentially like uh, ground shattering like climate change or something like that. If you tell them that. It's like, well, like, for me, even in the long term, like, my entire life, that probably won't affect me. And and somebody in a small town, they look at you and they're like, if we had an apocalyptic event, like, if some movie scenario plays out where the big cities get hit with a nuke, or even if it's like, oh, we've lost all communications, there's a solar flare that knocks out all communications. Like, somebody in a small town's like, no, I, I know where my food comes from. But, like, you have no idea where the fuck your food comes from unless you live in a small town that actually produces food. They're like, we can live with what we have, and, like, the cities are fucked. Uh, I, I would almost... So, specifically, this is, like, a random tangent, but the Dakotas, um, that's where a lot of the U.S.'s nukes are. So, they're, like... What? Shout out to the Dakotas. South Dakota. And, and <laughs> Dakota, the, all the Dakotas. That's really? where a lot... Yeah, Dead serious. And like Eric, you opened this beer for me, by the way. And I had not finished my other. Oh. And uh it's, Cheers. It's getting warm. 
Back to the nukes. Um, God. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's side important. Newt. Side <laughs> newt. Beer. Side newt. Side newt. Side newt. Side newt. Um, but yeah, they're all like, there's a bunch of family friends and things like this. They're like, yeah, there's like government area over here, and it's pretty much known that there's like some bombs. I don't know if they're nukes, but they're assuming so they're nukes, and they're like, yeah, we'd be the first place to get hit if by anyone because they would want to go take down our nukes. Like doing that, so they're Jesus like, Christ. "Yeah, we're gonna be the first ones dead." But hashtag small town. You just gotta be accepting of the toxic waste <laughs> when you live in a small town. Seriously, but I mean, like back to the like the 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 food thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like that. That's one thing where everyone takes pride in what they do. Like maybe they're someone in a big city. You're gonna go to Whole Foods, eat something organic, think you're doing well for the environment and things like this. On a small town. Or in small towns, like the same thing you're saying. I could live off my goddamn land if I needed to, a lot of these people. But, I mean, that's also the extreme. Like, there's also a lot of folks in the middle, like me. I'm not buying everything organic, doing shit like that. There's also other people that are living in a small town with no fucking clue. We we can't get into, like, (laughs) the fact that organic doesn't have a... uh, If you're using lube, that's not organic. Spit on it. That's (laughs) what (laughs) on it. Eric and Adam later. (laughs) Uh, anyways, <laughs> boo, boo. you're right though. Like you, I don't know if you're, but you're out of the small town. I guess the point that I was trying to make is, is just that like, if you're living in a small town, you don't see yourself as like dependent on the system as somebody in a big city. And yes, and like, yes, the reason that not dependent, but less connected to it, maybe. Well, totally. So well, you, I, could, you could flip that and just say more self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll go hunting, get a whole deer, get venison for a while. Like, we used to eat venison forever. Done. Deer. Yeah. Uh, deer <laughs> meat is what that is for all you. But I don't city even folk. think that's all of it. I mean, that's definitely part of it. And what Mike was bringing up was the education thing. And that's definitely part of it. But I think when it's, you're. It's the, the majority of it. Education is no. huge. It's and, and just, it, it, just start, education's expensive. It just but it, start it's having conversations where it's not just completely polarizing people where they get completely pissed off about whatever yeah. the other person said. He's pointing because he knows it's right. I'm pointing because I love that. Like a lot of folks, like the cities will be incredibly blue if we're going back to that political thing. Like you look at that, the big cities are blue. That's where a lot of the major universities are. That's where a lot of the people that after they go to these universities will move to for jobs and things like this. So, I mean, there's arguments where it's it's completely unfair, but they'll say the intellectuals will vote a certain way because they've been told whatever this is the, the proper way of doing this, and they believe that's a certain way after learning these things. But, like, being more informed a lot of times, and it's it's more diverse, you're being around another person that may not look like you, may not talk like you. Like, if you're in a major city, you're going to see 50 different ethnicities. You're going to hear a few different languages all day. You're going to be more... You're going to see so gonna many more different receptive. perspectives of yeah, what absolutely. a life looks you're like. You're going to be more receptive to whatever you the, look like, whatever you sound like. bubble of reality just is completely flipped That's, on its head. And you can go into Utah like that, right? Like, 100%. If you grow up around people that are like you, damn, you're probably going to be just like that person and kind of shielded and kind of defensive and maybe a little bit not whatever you're going to be a little bit different towards people that aren't like you but if it, you grow up in like a adverse out group yeah 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 like if you grow up in a, a, a bigger city where maybe there's some more diversity you're going to be more empathetic towards how they feel and what they do and 
God damn it. I'm a super Democrat, so this is terrible. But like in terms of like empathy and, and maybe fighting for folks that aren't as advantaged as you, that's going to be more blue. Everyone can kind of agree on that. Like fighting for whatever those folks and more diversity and things like this. You're going to be in a bigger city because you're around that all the time. You're in a small town. You're going to see everyone that looks like you, everyone that talks like you. You can look in the small towns Idaho where they got a lot of the refugees in there. That was so problematic when they yeah. a lot of folks from the Middle East come in there when there's refugees like, I can't remember the town in Idaho, but it was an uproar when a bunch of folks moved in and, and it was an absolute change because it's all white people that do it the same way. They don't accept change like big cities do. Well, yeah, if you just start with a discussion, and I honestly, one of my biggest places for just getting solid information now is podcasts. Like I've subscribed to quite a few different podcasts where I just, I hear different perspectives and it gives me a completely different, it sheds just completely different light on what I thought I knew. And then it makes me kind of question or at least begin to think about something else. It just provokes the idea, which I think is the whole point where it gets you to think that that in and of itself is a great starting point for inertia. I absolutely a hundred percent agree with Michael. Like, just like something that forces you to think about like what you're like why why you're why you choose the ideals that you choose like because like all of us have the way that we like lean the way that we like the the topics that we have a stance on and then like there's a shit ton of topics that i'm like i i don't know enough about that topic i have i have zero knowledge about specific things that like it are constantly in the news and like, I don't know, the refugee situation, like, I, I don't have any experience with that. Like, I, I don't know what it's like to have a an influx of people from a specific culture that's 100% different than mine. I don't know anything about that. And um, there was one m- major point that I, I didn't really expect to get into on this specific podcast, but we've gotten serious enough that if somebody's still tuning in, I, <laughs> I think they'll be okay with me going into this, but... Um. So Trump got vote like voted into office, and the states that voted him in had, like, I mean, you you're just seeing like the conservative states really supporting a candidate like Trump, and um, we're coming off of eight years of a president that, I mean, like I I I don't I really don't care what you think about like President Obama for for the topic of this, but. Um, starting in 2007 and and moving into 2008 when the financial crisis hit, you had cities taking probably the biggest hit of like financial pain. But it wasn't just the cities that were feeling the pain; it was the entire country. So that sea of red, yeah, that sea of red. Uh, no, not not. Not yeah. trickle down not, economics, not trickle but it, it down, trickles but down to the cities from the the bigger ones. Yes. So the the you know every like everybody literally everybody felt the the clinch of the economic downturn in, in two thousand eight. Honestly, I was a hundred percent ignorant to it because my my dad had a stable enough job that we moved past it. We moved to Utah actually. Um, so in in two thousand seven two thousand eight, we had a massive downturn in the economy. And you saw the government come in and support massive industries and 
And like in this scenario, like the banks were saved by the government, a hundred percent. And the not just the banks, the car companies were saved by the governments. And after that happened, like cities started getting a lot of money pumped into them. Like, and this is the the biggest divide in my generation of what happened between big city versus small town is that the big cities had just a lot of money pumped into him and all of the economic dollars that went to like growth in like, I don't know we're now we need to fund education. Now we need to fund like just welfare in general. That money went to the cities, but it, it didn't trickle out to the suburb or to the rural areas, not suburbs, sorry, the rural areas. So, you have like an entire generation for the past eight years that did not see the the money come back into their cities. And and that's why Trump got elected, in my opinion. It's because you have just like an entire eight years of people that didn't come back from the economic crisis. So that's a pretty brash oversimplification. Simplification. I think it's it, it a, is an oversimplification. But I think there's definitely a lot of truth to it. I will also just throw out something that I mean I haven't necessarily researched a ton, but can we confirm or deny that Russia like fucked with the the ballots a little bit? Oh, I I that's to confirm. That that's to <laughs> confirm. You know what? Like eight or well, so wait, so eight, seven eight, seven and a half eight months ago. In other words, like we can play <laughs> we can play hindsight bias all day, but we don't have ten percent of the facts. I mean, in in one thing back to to Chris's point, like <laughs> with with cities and things like this, and where the money was dumped in, that's where our e- majority of our economy is. Like it is our, our economy is not in these small the towns. People are also I agree spread out. But the majority of the people are in cities, and that's why you could see like the majority of people voted Democratic, and the majority of the votes went blue. But at the same time, or majority, yeah, the majority of votes went that way. Like it was, but it was only two million people extra, right? So yeah. we're like, okay, but you know, the reason we have the electoral college is because like, oh, we're putting Absolutely. money in the city yeah. centers, but then we're also we got to take into account that. Oh, sorry, not putting money. We're betting on the city centers. And then we're also betting on like the fact that each state needs an X percentage of vote. Yeah. So even states that don't have enough population to receive, like, what's the minimum electoral votes? It it doesn't matter. Like, you have a minimum of electoral votes per state, and some states like don't hit the population cap to actually yeah. receive that many. But but there's also times like in South Dakota specifically. Like I I voted when I was in college. My vote meant nothing. Yeah, we were we were in major cities. Right. <laughs> There's no way you can change things. But I mean, even even You're back to that, go, going back to that same nothing. point, it, it means nothing. Uh, yeah, I did vote a certain way. If it's not obvious, why is the electoral college but still a thing? That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother like, can of worms. The fact, anyways. But like, we'll, if we'll, what we're we'll, saying, like, we'll back we're to that point in terms of investing, <laughs> in, in terms of investing in cities versus small towns, we had to invest in our economy to keep that on both legs. Like I to, agree. to stay alive, I I know you agree, I agree with agree it. That, like, but <laughs> like that's how it worked. Like to go to the cities. Yes, they have to because that's where the economy is, and that takes a long fuck. If you inherit a shit can of an economy, you have to invest to get on both legs. The car, and to be frank, the they failed the small towns. I do agree that over those eight years, the small towns were absolutely that's that's second. But thought. the small towns are like 
10, 15% of the population, which is enough to actually yeah. swing the vote. I mean, it's even more than that. Like, the, the small towns absolutely have votes. It, it's and not more than that. It's like 15% of the population lives in those small towns. But here's a, th- no here's a, here's a fun fact. The number one winner, and this this might sting Trump a little. This will be funny. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get a listen by Trump one day. Just hear me out. Tweet at me. <laughs> yeah, he, he will. Uh, the number one winner of the last election was uh, nobody because yes. most people didn't go out to vote. The number two winner was Hillary for the populist vote because she had more votes by like two million people. The than populist Trump. vote, and then the third person the winning the most people was voting for them. Arambe. Was Trump sweet prince? <laughs> Hashtag number three. It doesn't that that stuff doesn't matter. No, the electoral college. Should we talk about where it came from? And yes, oh God. No, no, but we it's, don't have to talk about where it came from. But the rural people benefit so much from the electoral. The rural college. people benefit from it, but it's not based off of a democracy or voting. That's not who you actually voted for. You. It's like. It's a weird kind of territorial, like yeah. monopoly game. I mean, it's like where wherever California goes would be the president. Wherever California, New York goes would be the president, which is also something people would fight. Because I mean, there's too many people there, right? But I mean, you never know. Like that's yeah, there, that, there that's are a whole other conversation. In California than there are in Canada, and Canada has more sp- like, like actual ground, like or territory than the United States does. Yeah. So throw that into consideration. The weight of the nature seems far too great to look at that. 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the United States. Where'd you hear that, Chris? The interwebs. Now we heard it from me, goddammit. Pornhub. I even did hear from you. Thank you. You drove me to the airport and told me that fun fact. You know what? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Wayne Gretzky. Scott. Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky, then Michael Scott. Yeah. Eric, God. I read his fucking shirt. I was trying to skip a step there, buddy. You can't, <sighs> you can't skip steps. I haven't read your shirt, and now I have, and I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. glad we all Welcome. appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. So, um, we have an Office episode, this Eric, has been you, This has been a... Binge watch The Office. Like a unique episode, and I like kind of where it went, and I'm curious like how we kind of want to, you know... Wrap wrap it up. We've probably gone for at least an hour and a half to hour Mike's forty. Mike's saying he's sick of the conversation. I'm not at all. I'm just I. We, we I have, mean, we've we went, gone almost. We've gone much we, longer. Like we went Thirty from, minutes past what we. We went from stories. We went to individual experiences. We went to differences, and we got to fucking politics. We've it, been all over the place. It's not even. It's not just politics. It's like this is like the life that rural America lives, and and that sucks. I love hearing it's, you it's try to say rural. Rural. I'm real Girl, that's the, <laughs> that's a couple the more coors and we'll keep them talking. Yeah. Dude, I started this thing with uh, multiple double IPAs. Respect. Yeah. False. So, I did. I really did. Two hop risings. Lightweight. <laughs> Lightweight? <laughs> Motherfucker, I have... Uh, now he's going to count well, his now beers we're counting for beers. us. That's counting what are we beers. in high school counting beers? Oh, oh. Look, that one sounds no, full. He's spilling beers now. None of these are full. <laughs> Anyway, big country, (laughs) big country. Hey, if you're in country, you like beer. Chris has about 15 of them over there. If by some small miracle you're still listening, uh, yeah, 
okay. It's gonna have to edit this one. <laughs> well, we. I have a full beer right next to me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. did you ask? I will throw you a beer. We're in the Rockies. I didn't realize no. I had one this whole time. You know, Eric, this is this is a good episode for you to be on. And you know, thanks for uh, thanks no, for sharing he could, your it could have been better. We did ramble a lot, but I feel like we had some good stories to go through. That's um, the whole point of this show is to to ramble a bit. <coughs> Bullshit to ramble to. Think I got a drunk bit. enough to rant on on politics. Chris, sure. you you did go off a couple times I'm there. I'm sorry, twice. But that's at least okay. Twice. That's okay. So here's the equation for well, the show. That's what we're here for. It's called tangent plus humor equals the greater fools. There you go. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yeah. Just uh. Just don't be a stranger. Come back sometime, would you? Hopefully I get a fucking invite. It took 12 episodes to give me an invite. So well, minus one. You know where we live. This is the 12th one. This is the 11th. Fuck. <laughs> 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 we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. I'm sorry, Eric didn't bring his abacus. <laughs> we'll make sure he has it for the next episode. <laughs> you know, we uh, we keep saying, fuck it, we'll do it live. We So, you know, we, we should probably explain that. Uh, no, it goes without saying. There's a there's a golden a golden YouTube clip of Bill O'Reilly fucking raging out and uh, and he says something around the lines of uh, Michael, do you want to send us off? Sure. Fuck it, we'll do it live, man. Well, have a great fucking day. <laughs> <laughs>